It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Host Carla Nivens. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview, let's set the tone like we always do with some great music. This is Sustained by Grace. It is from my CD entitled True Worship. Sit back and enjoy.
Welcome back to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. I hope you enjoyed Sustained by Grace. That is from my CD entitled True Worship, where our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Just go to loveministriesbuilds.org. Also, head on over to my website, CarlaNivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K and Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. We are so excited to welcome for the first time, Miss Melody Hansley. Melody Hansley is not only a self-published author, she is also a best-selling co-author, certified from grief to gratitude empowerment coach, a devoted mother, and an advocate helper in her community. She is a woman of faith, a survivor of narcissistic abuse, an overcomer of single parenting, and a true testimony to living beyond grief. Melody is a dedicated co-facilitator for healgrief.org. Melody also served in the NICU Parent Advisory Board at the Children's of the King's Daughters Hospital, where she empowered mothers who were dealing with grief after having experienced traumatic childbirths and loss. Melody shares compassion and empathy for the bereaved and for mothers from her own personal survival stories. She offers hope and a pathway to wellness. Melody, all of that sounds like you never sleep, (laughs) first of all. But welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We're so glad to have you. Thank you so much. I am so glad to be here. And yes, I have had to teach myself and practice stop pause and just breathe sometimes. <laughs> so yes, self-care and self-compassion is definitely on my priority list. Yes. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Well, you have so many um, gifts and graces. I, I is, I'm not surprised um, that you just have a lot to offer and, and you share, and I'm sure um, everyone appreciates that. But I really, I'm so excited to have you because I am, you know, just kind of blown away and impressed by everything that you've been able to do um, with your life. You have a business called M-O-R-E, Moms Overcoming Real Life Experiences, LLC. Tell us what events in your life led you to create this ministry for moms. So more started, um, it it really began, it was developing um, years before I even realized it was developing. You know, when God puts something in your life and he has a purpose for you, he allows you to go through things that are not always comfortable to get you to where your purpose lies. And Mm -hmm. so I was uh, growing and developing into the, the leadership of more before I even realized it. Um, I spent 20 plus years as a cosmetologist, standing behind the chair, listening to women's stories, um, hearing them talk to me about problems that they were having, issues that were going on in their lives. All along, I was dealing with my own personal issues, you know, um, but not even just that, it was even for uh, my mother and my grandmother, you know, I watched those two women who are very strong, very strong, passionate women of faith who would give anything to help others. 
Um, but I watched those women suffer also in silence and seeing them not have a emotional support system, not having people or a group of women that they could go to and talk to and share, you know, what they were really dealing with and having to just pretend like everything was okay all the time. I watched that. I also watched them suffer from mental break breakdowns. Um, and seeing that and then going on in my life, being a single mother and dealing with my own personal issues, seeing how hard it was to open up to different ones. I wanted to offer something where women could come and get the support that they needed to be able to see that they can overcome and they can overcome better and stronger together than trying to do it alone. So that's where more began. More is, you know, women, mothers definitely overcoming real life experiences because we all face challenges. But we want to be able to know that we have that support, somebody that we can lean in on, or just to hear someone say, you know, I've been there. I've done that. I got over it. You know, just hearing that, because sometimes you don't get that. But when you get it and you hear somebody tell you that they've been there too and they made it, it gives you so much hope. So that's what more is 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 um is, is so powerful. And I love it. And I love to tell women, you know, that you are more because sometimes you just need to hear that word that you are somebody because you don't always get that in life. Yeah, absolutely. How how long have uh, has more been in existence? So more actually started as a private Facebook group. Um, and it's two years. February just made two years for the private Facebook Facebook group. Um, we do have a group of, I think it's two, no, 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 360 women, I believe, right now. Um, and we shared, we had our celebrated our first annual retreat on last year, which was a success, even through All the right. pandemic, which was very scary, yeah. but it was successful. Um there are over 40 women in attendance and it was a beautiful, beautiful time. Women had breakthroughs. Mothers came together and it was wonderful. Um, the business aspect of more for the coaching part has been um, established for a year and it's doing good. And I'm looking for even, you know, more wondrous things to happen from here. Wonderful. Wonderful. I know we'll get more um, in, into that a little later in our conversation, but I really wanted to ask you, um, you talk about telling women that, that they are more and encouraging them to, um, that they can get to the other side of things that happen in our lives. We all have things that try to set us back in our lives. Have there been times um, in in your life journey where you thought this is just debilitating and it's traumatic and I, I can't move forward from this. Yes, there has been not just one or two times. There has been many times in my life, um, single parents and already hit me, you know, it, it hit me like a brick. Um, I had two children. Um, their father was sent away, incarcerated for 12 years. That caused me to be a single parent. Um, that was one of the hardest times that I thought I would ever have to experience. But then after that, two years later, I took my mother to the hospital, to the doctor's visit. Um, and the doctor told her she only had six months to live. Cancer took her away six months later, just as the doctor had said. So I, I fell into a state of depression. 
I was grieving, but I didn't know how to grieve. I didn't know how to allow myself to grieve because we don't, people don't talk about death and dying. We, we don't disclose those um, subjects. We, we don't talk about how to deal with grief. Um, and so people didn't tell me that it was okay not to be okay. You know, there was a new um, anniversary added to my calendar that I didn't want. And, and that was the death of my mother. That was by far one of the most difficult times in my life. And even when I thought that I was doing better or getting over, because you don't ever get over grief, but I thought that I was getting better, um, something would happen. There would be an event in my child's life, like a birthday or a holiday or, or something would take place and it would just trigger and open up all of that pain again because I didn't have my mother to share these experiences with, uh, these milestones with. And so that for me was by far the most difficult thing that I had to go through. That traumatic experience was, was very, very devastating. Not to add on or mention that I got into a marriage that was unhappy and I dealt with psychological abuse and I had to, you know, try to get myself stronger because I knew that I had my children. And I tell people or women, when you find your why, that's your everything right there. You find that reason. If it's just one reason to give you to live, to keep going, because I did, I froze in life. I wanted to give up. I wanted to just say, you know what? I can't do this anymore because it seemed like everything just kept piling up, piling up on me. But at that time, I didn't know that it was communal um, grief that, that I was dealing with. It was just like compounded. And, and, and it was the different events that I had gone through. But once I realized what I was facing, what I was dealing with, and start learning how to process the grief and how to, you know, um, accept what was, then I began to start on my healing journey. And my healing journey helped me because now I work with other women. Um, and I help them and I empower them to be able to process and do the same. Yeah, that's 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 what happens when you're able to to share your story with such uh, compassion and conviction and um, just knowing how the Lord helped you, you know, to get to get over. You said one thing that I would love for you to expound on. You said you had to get to the place where you got yourself stronger. I know um, so many people, so many of us, we go through different things. We may be confused on how to minister to ourselves, on how to get ourselves stronger. Can you tell us more about you know that process that you went through? Yes. The very first thing I'll tell anyone is forgiveness. Forgiveness is by far the first step to helping yourself heal to be able to go forth because we don't realize how much we hold on to and harbor in our hearts. And we don't realize how that can be so devastating to our lives. It can stagnate us from moving forward to the next level in our lives. And for me, I had to allow myself to forgive myself. I had to forgive myself from the relationship that I had with my oldest children's father. 
I, there was nothing I could do about what happened. It had happened. It was. I was now a single parent. I had to forgive myself. I could not sit there and beat myself down and saying, you know, I should have chosen differently or I should have done better because we tend to do that to ourselves. We're harder on ourselves than we are on others at mm -hmm. times. And so forgiveness was something that I had to do, um, even with the death of my mother. I, you know, it was times when I thought, you know, what could I have done differently? What what should I have done? Should I have spent more time? Should I have been present more? You know, we, we ask ourselves tons and tons of questions and, and that can get to you. That can make you sick, you know, because you're sitting there dwelling on the should'ves and could'ves or would'ves when now you just need to focus on the present. What is? And so I had to allow myself to learn to do that and to let go of things that I had no control over. And once I did that, I began to start healing in those areas and getting stronger in those areas. And, and I didn't realize how much weight I was carrying, but I had to go and seek counseling. And a lot of people don't talk about this, but I am a certified peer recovery specialist here in Virginia. Mental health is so important. And I can't even stress how important that is. You know, we will go to the doctor for everything else. We'll go if we have, you know, a broken bone or we'll go if our heart isn't working or regulating right. But when it comes to our mental state, our minds, that's the most important thing we have. If, if it's not working right, then everything else is off. And I tell people, take that time and check on your mental, work on that. And so I, I had to work on that. And it took a process. It, it, was, it wasn't an easy journey because I had to let go of so much in order to get back. And so that's where my from grief to gratitude process began. You know, I, I, I had to realize that, that grief is, it is the love that I had for my mother. And it's the love that I had, you know, for others and other things that I lost because grief isn't just about a person dying. You can lose something in your life. You can lose your self-esteem. You can lose your hope and you'll grieve that. You'll miss that. And so those things were what I had to work on. It started there, forgiving. Yeah. It really matters what you tell yourself about yourself. You know, it really matters if, you know, when you're when you are going through something, going through some kind of trauma, if you tell yourself, you know, I, I can remain uh, myself through this. I can keep my outlook. I can keep my hope. I can keep my peace. I can, you know, figure this out. I can take it one moment at a time because sometimes that's how you have to do it. Just take it one moment at a time. If you tell yourself those things, then you um, are are uh, putting yourself in a position to take on this, whatever it is, this trauma, this opposition, and be able to step your way through it. But if you have the mindset when you're telling yourself, man, this, it, you know, I'm never going to make it through this. I didn't expect this. Um, you know, this, this is going to take me under then it it might you know it it might take take you under and i think you know the more we live and the more we go through um our lives and and the more we make it through with the help of jesus christ 
we realize how strong we really are. And we realize how much of um, a savior that we really have and how, you know, how tapping into his word and, and, and tapping into the strength that only he provides really helps us to be equipped to handle um, some, some of these things. So I, I always just try to tell myself, it matters what you think about you. It matters what you say to yourself. You know, it, it matters so that you can make it through different things and, and keep being able to, to achieve um, success, whatever success looks like, you know, for you. I agree. I totally agree. Um, it, it's all about the mindset, you know, what, what, what you feed yourself, that's what will grow. And, and if you feed yourself positive words, positive affirmation daily, then that's what's going to grow. But if you tell yourself negative things, then that's going to grow too, because that's what you're feeding. So I, I tell people and all the time telling women um, to, to feed yourself positive things, you know, speak positive. Even when you have a negative thought that comes up, I say, give yourself a mindset shift, you know, think mm -hmm. three good things, three positive things. What's three things that you're grateful for in your life right now? And then you could switch that, 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 um, that thing that's thinking negative, you know, those negative thoughts in your life, you, you can turn that off and you have to be able to do that because if not, the negative will take over. And just as you said, that's what will, will come about in your life. If you focus on that thing that's negative, then you're going to give more power to it. But uh, we know that in scripture, the Bible tells us, you know, out of your mouth, you speak life or death. You, mm -hmm. you speak blessings or curses. So we have to be very careful what we speak and what we say. Um, give thought to that and tell yourself positive things. Yeah. Do you is is there a is there a um, I don't know, like a, a system that you have, like at the end of the day, do you go through something where you um, meditate on something or tell yourself something at the end of every single day? You are more. That's it. Those three words, they stay with me from morning till night. Yeah, I like that. I, I say throughout the day um, that I'm open to the Lord. I just say, Lord, I'm open to you. I just say it to myself. And because I want to think, I want to put myself in a position to be able to receive, you know, word from the Lord, to be able to receive direction from him. And then when I'm talking to people, I'm constantly saying that, Lord, I'm open to you. Because I want to make sure that what I say is uplifting and um, empowers people and, it, you know, just helps them be more who they're called to be. And I, so I like that. I, I think that, and then when there are times when I forget to say that to myself, you know, throughout the day that um, it, you know, my day goes a little different than, than when I'm saying, Lord, I'm open to you. Like, Lord, direct me, um, Lord, be, be, um, be my savior, you know, and, and, and be the, be the guiding force um, in my life. So I, 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 I'm enjoying this conversation and I really encourage people, find out, what, you know, investigate what are you saying to yourself throughout, throughout the day. So let's take a break and we will be right back. Every heart 
heart of every woman. The show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Our show is the program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to the website. Head on over to loveministriesbills.org. You can also check out my website, CarlaNivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. Well, we are having a great conversation with Miss Melody Hansley. Melody is not only a self-published author, she is also a best-selling co-author, certified from grief to gratitude empowerment coach, a devoted mother, an avid helper in her community. She is a woman of faith, a survivor of narcissistic abuse, an overcomer of single parenting, and a true testimony to living beyond grief. Melody is a dedicated co-facilitator for healgrief.org. She's also served on the NICU Parent Advisory Board at the Children's of the King's Daughters Hospital, where she empowers mothers who are dealing with grief after having experienced traumatic childbirths and loss. Melody shares compassion and empathy for the bereaved and for mothers from her own personal survival stories. She offers hope and a pathway to wellness. Well, Melody, we are so thankful um, for your time and for um, the ability for you to join the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show for the first time. And I know I want to get into your book, and to talking about um, gratitude, but I want to start with your website. On your website, it says that you have coaching for moms, which is more than just tools for mom. You have grief coaching, which is from grief to gratitude. And then you have empowerment coaching, which is living against the odds. Can you tell us a little bit more about each of these offerings that you have? Yes. So with um, the um, first one, we were talking about the tools just for mom. Um, with this, it is the self-care strategy tools that help with, um, with mothers that are dealing with issues of not being able to love themselves or finding out how you know, they can move forward. Um, these steps, these strategies help women to be able to learn self-compassion techniques, self-care te techniques, um, all of these which are very important for moving forward. Um, and with the um, From Grief to Gratitude, this um, gives techniques and strategies to help move beyond grief, have to being able to live knowing that you are dealing with grief, but that teaches you strategies to deal and heal at the same time and not allow grief to overtake you. And for the um for the next one, we we have, I'm sorry, my my lighting went off. I'm just gonna fix that. Um okay, we, okay. we do have um another grief um tool for for mothers that will give them a blueprint um to continue mm. going on. Um we also have our journaling system which is writing yourself happy because I am a firm believer of writing. Um 
writing was therapeutic for me. It helped me to overcome so many different obstacles that I faced. And so being able to just journal your way through, learning how to write a gratitude journal and not always the things that are happening negative in your life. And I believe we talked earlier about what you speak and how to speak positive things. It's also important when you brain dump and write those things out. Sometimes it's good to pick out the better parts of your day versus all of the negative parts Mm -hmm. of your day. Mm -hmm. So all of these steps will help um, into moving forward. And these are our, some of our courses and it, it gets greater and greater just being able to um, learn new techniques because you don't understand or realize just how important a mind shift or what it could do for you. Just being able to change your thought process. And it's the little things that we just don't even pay attention to in our minds and our sets of the day that will make the big difference. Yeah. Amen. So these, these class, they are, are they classes? They're like online classes? Yes. Yes. They're online classes. We do have the one-on-one coaching, Mm -hmm. um, whereas I can go in one-on-one and do more of um, talking, set up Zoom, you know, to be able to communicate. Um, So therefore it does not limit anybody anywhere from being able to have access. Um, and then the um, the regular courses are courses that you can go on. There's the ebook that'll be available to you um, to be able to do different guides and and take you through. Um, but you can always reach out to me um, via website um, www.momsovercoming.com. That is the website, and um, the email is momsovercoming at gmail.com. So both of those ways uh, I can be reached. Okay. I love it. Momsovercoming.com. Let, let me ask you this. You you talk about gratitude and, and you talk about that often. You've talked about that often um, on the show today. What is it about gratitude that turns grief around? So I look at gratitude as a um, I, I say it's it's like the counterproductive um, aspect of grief. When when you think about grief, you want to find something that counteracts it. You know, um, I, I was like I said, I was a hairstylist for many years, mm-hmm. and and well, I'll put in the color wheel. You know, for instance, when you have red over here, you got to counteract red with with green. Um, so I look at that grief and gratitude the same way. So grief would be the red and and for me, green would be the gratitude, Mm -hmm. Um, thinking on things that are positive, things that are beneficial. Even when you've gone through grief, there's good things that you can find in the legacy of the person that you love. You can take those things, those moments, those precious memories and have gratitude from that. And that can help counteract some of the grieving that you're feeling at that moment. Um, I take people in and talk about the holidays. When the holidays come, a lot of times people really, really suffer more after having lost their person of love. Um, they go through, you know, more emotional feelings. But then if you can take those moments and think of something that your loved one enjoyed during the holidays, something they did. And I, I'll use my own mother, for example. She always liked to bake and, and make different 
little desserts and and set up the table and and fix up everything so other people could enjoy it. That's what she did. So for me, I do the same thing. Um, And that's memories of her at that time that helped me feel gratitude and grateful for what I learned from her, from what I got to experience with her. And that kind of overtakes the grieving process so much. Not that I don't miss her still, but I'm able to appreciate and have gratitude for the moments and the time and the memories. And that's mm-hmm. what we try to share with gratitude. Just just let gratitude be your attitude for the day. And, and that gratitude can take away so much of the distress and so much of the worry and, and, and the, um, I, I say, just that feeling of being down. You know, when you put that smile on your face and you start thinking of things that you're grateful for, it starts to lighten you up a little bit more than than when you just start dwelling on all the negatives or other lows of the day. Yeah, that's 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 a mouthful. Melody. <laughs> I like that. And that really that really, really, really works. I like that analogy that you have about when you color and hair, you have to because that's not that's not the way I think. Obviously, I'm not a hairstylist. Um, so but that gives me a nice visual of if you have one thing, you need to counteract it with the opposite thing and kind of turn it um, on its head. I, I really like that. Let's talk about um, your book. It was released in 2020. Um, 20 Beautiful Women is the name of your book. And it was an Amazon bestseller. So congratulations on that. Um, That's huge. Tell us more about the book and about the process of putting the book together. So 20 Beautiful Women, and I do, I have a copy. I'll just hold it up here real quick quickly. Um, Yes, it came through during the pandemic, which was crazy. Um, But 20 Beautiful Women, I cannot take full credit for 20 Beautiful Women. I am a co-author of 20 Beautiful Women and is such a beautiful book. Um, It's a collaboration of stories from inspirational women, 20 of us, who Mm -hmm. share our testimonies, our triumphs, you know, we we tell how we overcame certain things that challenged us in our lives. And this book just is a blessing all in itself because you get to see women from different parts of the world who are dealing with certain things or issues, but they're determined and they're so persistent and resilient that we overcome them. And so I think that that sheds a light to other women who can be able to see, and some can even relate to some of the stories. And even in the book, you'll see some of us who never even met each other, but Mm -hmm. some of our stories can relate in certain areas. And it's like, oh, wow, she did this. She overcame that. You know, she made it. Even for myself, my personal story is talking about my mother and the grief that I had for her. And it goes into death because it tells even more things that I faced, more things that I dealt with, And how I went and sought for help, because as I said, mental health is important. It matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we should not be ashamed to go and talk to someone about our problems. It's just a matter of who you decide to talk to. You have to be so careful with that part. Mm -hmm. But 20 Beautiful Women, yes, is is definitely a book that can inspire, can uh, add to hope and healing. And I think that we all need hope. 
You know, the Bible tells us that hope deferred makes a man sick, you know, because if you don't have that hope in your heart, you don't have something to look forward to. Then you kind of feel drained and depressed and down and out. So it offers you some hope and just to know that you can heal, too. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So this book, the book really is inspirational. You read it, you take in the stories and then you gain uh, maybe a different perspective on your life and you're able to do the same things. You're able to put some of those things into practice um, in, in your life. I like that. I like that. So can you let now let's go to the uh, yearly retreat for moms that you have. I know that um, moms really need this. And yeah, moms really need this. And even if you are not facing something traumatic, I can imagine that this retreat um, really is life giving to so, so many. And Melody, you are a certified peer recovery specialist. So can you tell us more about the retreat and what people gain from it? Yes. So with our retreat, um, it is for mothers and, and our, our theme is moms overcoming together. So mothers overcoming together, gathering together for a good time, for faith building, for uplifting, for enjoyment, for some peace, you know, just to be able to laugh because I, one of the quotes that I love is to live, laugh, and love. And that sticks with me daily. And I love to be able to give that to others. I love to be able to see others smile. So we go from having games and fun to eating and enjoying. And then there's always the little catch 22 that they're not ready for a little surprise that I throw in there. And last year it was, um, we had some special dancers that came in, some little um, young girls and they performed Why Not Me, Tasha Page Lockhart's song. And that just blew the moms away because it was so emotional, you know, because we always go through hard times and we think, oh, why me? Why do I have to deal with this? Why do I have to face this? But we turn that thing around and instead of saying, um, of saying why me, it was why not me? Why not allow me to go through this? Why not allow me to be that woman that goes through this so that I can help another woman, another mother along the way? And so that's what the retreat is all about. Just being inspired, just being uplifted to add encouragement and hope so that they can keep going forward and then grab somebody else by the hand and pull them too. You know, I really love that. And here's why I love that. I, I, I just feel like I had to get to the point where I, and I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but I welcome trouble. So when, you know, when something surprises me and it's difficult and it's, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out and apply the word of the Lord to it, figure out how to get through it. I just think now I have to be at the point of welcoming trouble because I know one, I know is building me into the person that I really want to be. Um, and then it's going to allow me to have something to share with someone else. And it's going to help them be the person that they are 
called to be. So I I really like that. I really like that concept. And I think that um, as all of us get to that mindset that we're saying, you know, okay, well, why not me? You know, why not me? Um, The Lord has equipped me and I'm strong enough to do this and I can get through this and I can pull everyone else in my orbit up as well um, with me. So I like that. That hits me. Why not me? I love it. So um, when we come in contact with someone, this is just a random question for you. When we come into contact with a woman um, who is grieving or has suffered loss, what do you recommend that we say to that person to ease the pain? So first off, when you come in contact with someone who has experienced grief, you just want to be. It's not so much of speaking or trying to help them. Just be present. Just be there. If you can hold their hands, hold their hand. Stop and listen. Let them speak. You know, sometimes we we want to go in and we always want to help and give a word, but it's not always the case that they're ready to hear it, that they're ready to accept what we say. Now, if you are going to say something to someone who is grieving, it would be tell them that I cannot understand what you are going through right now, because simply we can't understand what someone else is going through. You know, many times during grief, you'll have people that come to you and they'll say, oh, I know what you're feeling, you know, because I've been there. I've had that happen to me, you know, but that's not what people want to hear. And truthfully, you don't know what they're feeling because. Some people, when they lose a loved one, that person may die and that they have had an argument or or they're, you know, they're not on a good term with that individual. So how can you say you know how they feel? Because you may have loved your individual until they died. You know, you could have been there holding their hand. So we have to be so careful when we're talking to the people when they're doing a grieving process, because what you say matters. And even sometimes telling people that I'm sorry for your loss. Can, can kind of make them feel, you know, in a different way. Some people will accept it. Some people won't because they feel like you're feeling sorry for them instead of, you know, having empathy. And it's all about the stage of grief that they're in because there are different stages to grieving. And some people are in that angry stage. You know, they're, they're still not accepting it. They're in denial. They, they may not just want to accept that they have lost their loved one. So really, I tell people to just be, be there with that person at that moment. You know, I know it's COVID right now, so it's hard to really reach out and hug and touch and, you know, give that physical touch to people. But just be there as a listening ear and and let that person tell you. And and you can listen to them and they can tell you where they are. And most of the time, if you listen close enough, you'll hear what they need and be able to offer it to them. But services of of help is, is great, more so than just trying to speak a lot of words because you just don't know where they are, what place they're in. But just being there and listening to them and letting them know that you can't understand what they're going through, that means a lot. That and honestly, that surprises me. And and I'm sure I'm, I'm glad you said that because I'm sure that surprises so many people. You would think that the thing that you're supposed to say is that you understand. Um, You just think that that's the right thing to say, you know, but I it. 
that that helps us all to to know that we should stay actually the opposite of that because you're right you don't know what's going on with someone especially deep down on all those um deep layers in what's going through their mind and what's on their heart right now and you don't know their situation and you cannot compare your situation to theirs without knowing all of these details and maybe without knowing the things that they've never spoken to anyone. Um, so good. I'm glad you helped us in that way to, to be able to say, you know what, I, I do not understand, um, you know, w- what, what you're going through, but I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, a lot of times we're, we're scared to even, you know, like people are even scared to, to do anything, but I, I have learned from experience that being present, man, says a lot. Just, you know, e- even when you don't have the words, just people knowing that you're there for them um, and they're with them and you don't mind standing in their space with them, even when you aren't equipped, you know, with the 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 right thing to say i don't even think is there like there's there's there there's no magical thing that you can say is there there's really not it's it's really not a magical thing that you can say it it Mm -hmm. is just being there um it's like dr maya angelo says you know people will they won't remember what you said they they won't remember you know what you did, but they will remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And and just being there, like you say, you don't understand their situation. You don't really know what they're feeling deep within, but just being there and them knowing that you are there as a support system for them, for whenever they are ready to open up and start to talk, that matters so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Can you, um, will you give us, Melody, will you give us your website again and how to get in contact with you, how to follow you, your social media, all of that good stuff? Yes. So I am Melody Hansley um, on Facebook. Um, I have the more page, which is Mothers Overcoming Real Experiences. And that is under We Are More Together with the number two together instead of T-O. So we are okay. more together um, is, is how you can find the more page. Um, social media, Instagram, I am more of Melody. So at more of Melody. My website is momsovercoming.com. So momsovercoming.com. Um, and my email is momsovercoming at gmail.com. So those two are very easy to remember. So it's just momsovercoming. Um, also, um, we talked about 20 Beautiful Women. I have another book that may be of interest to any woman or man, it does not matter. It was not gender specific, but it is called You Are More. And it is a 30-day daily devotional and journal. So it's an affirmations book to be able to inspire you, to encourage you to go through your days knowing and believing that you are more. And both books can be found on amazon.com. And all you have to do is type in Melody Hansley and they'll pull up. So I just I hope that this has been a blessing to you all like it has been to me. I enjoy encouraging people and giving empowerment because I know what it's like to be down. And when you know what it's like to be down and you don't want to be down, you want to help others to rise up. 
And so that's what I do. And I encourage you today to to just remember, to remember that you are more because the Bible tells us that we are more than conquerors. So always remember that. Amen. I love this. Melody, we have had a great time with this conversation. Um, Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Remember, you are more. We'll see you back here next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.